With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we've got an off day because finally training camp has come to a close, which means that we are joined by Manish Mehta covering the Jets for the New York Daily News. Hey, Manish, you want to feel old? Frank Gore Jr. made his college football <laughs> debut. Holy cow. <laughs> ah, it's so weird. I was watching it on television on uh, Thursday night, and uh, it's it's sort of surreal to think that uh, there's still an NFL player out there uh, whose son you know, is playing in college. But yeah, Frank Gore Jr. made his debut for Southern Miss yesterday, and uh, you know, kind of looks like his father, a little bit smaller in uh, stature, uh, in, I guess uh, you know weight-wise. I don't exactly know what he checks in as, but uh, it's a pretty cool moment. Uh, I know that Gore went on, went to social media the other day and. Uh, you know, tweeted about it, but uh, you know, the, the running joke is that uh, you know, could have a Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. situation where you have uh, <laughs> Frank Gore Jr. and Frank Gore Sr. in the same backfield in 2025 somewhere. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I, I also didn't think that Frank Gore would be playing football uh, at age 37. 
certainly a marvel of science that Frank Gore is still playing running back at 37 years old and that there's even the potential discussion of him and his son eventually playing together. Like you said, I don't think it's going to happen, but with Frank Gore, what I've learned to realize is that nothing is impossible. We'll talk about Frank Gore in a second because we're going to go through all the positions on the roster and talk about what we think could happen once the cutdown happens. This is our final look at what this roster looks like right now before it gets trimmed down. So Manish, let's start a quarterback where this has gotten unexpectedly interesting because we know Sam Darnold is QB1. We know that eventually Joe Flacco is QB2. But right now he's in limbo because of the injury. So everybody assumed James Morgan would be QB3. From everything that's come out of camp, it sounds like Mike White has outplayed David Fales and really staked a claim for that backup spot. How's this going to work, Manish? The hope has always been, and the belief internally has always been that Flacco would be ready at some point in September. You know, whether that's week three or week four, nobody knows for certain. And Flacco is going to have a medical checkup next week. The Jets obviously don't know the results of that before this weekend's cutdown and decision. So uh, in theory, you could have him active week one. But if you do that, you put yourself at a disadvantage because at that point you have to have four quarterbacks on your active roster. Obviously, Sam Darnold will start. Obviously, James Morgan is going to be on their active roster because the Jets can't risk cutting him uh, thinking that he's going to pass through waivers. I don't think he would pass through waivers to come back on the practice squad. Another team, I believe, would pick him up. This wasn't a uh, you know, a sixth or seventh round pick. This was a fourth round pick, a, you know, a player that other teams did like. So uh, that would be a gamble that I don't believe the Jets would be willing to take. And they shouldn't, frankly, if they believe that Morgan has a, a future. So he is on the roster. And then it comes down to what you said. Is it going to be David Fales or is it going to be Mike White? And uh, look, People in the building like Mike White, and they like what he has done this offseason. I think pleasantly surprised is probably the best way to describe it. But David Fales does have a history with Adam Gase. He understands Adam Gase's offense. There is value in that. However, if the other guy looks better and has performed better than Fales, then you should keep the other guy. Uh, All of that being said, even though uh, Joe Douglas has contractual control of the 53-man roster, uh, the quarterback decision – really should be Adam Gase's decision. That's why he was hired uh, to work with quarterbacks, Sam Darnold and others. Uh, and even though he doesn't have final say over uh, the roster makeup, I do believe that the right thing is for him to have final say over how to handle the quarterbacks, who to keep, who not to keep. And there is a comfort level there with fails. Uh, you know, Adam Gase is also a guy who routinely changes his mind. Uh, but I-, I think when it comes to quarterbacks, you know, knowing that, the guy understands the system, places uh, you know a lot of value, uh, and has a lot of value for Gase. So uh, Mike White's a player who I think the Jets would like to keep in some capacity. If they did cut him, uh, they would hope that he would pass through waivers. They could bring him back on the practice squad. Uh, as you know, Scott, this is an expanded practice squad now. There's 16 players uh, on this practice squad, six of which can be veteran players, guys who typically aren't practice squad eligible that you can put on the practice squad at any salary. And so it's, it's not as if the veteran who's going to be put on the practice squad has to you know, get paid peanuts. You can pay him any salary that you negotiate. So uh, that could be something that the Jets do with Mike White. But uh, just in terms of how they're going to handle the Flacco situation, I think that's probably the headliner for this weekend for the Jets. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. At running back, you've got Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, LaMichael Pirine, and Josh Adams as the current depth chart. Le'Veon Bell, we know, needs to be used differently this year. Adam Gase didn't use him enough as a wide receiver. He has done that a fair amount in training camp this year. Let's see if it spills over into the regular season. Frank Gore going to get some carries, clearly. LaMichael Pirine will as well. What's going to go on with Josh Adams? Kalen Bellage was supposed to come in here and be that fourth running back slash special teams guy. That trade fell through because he failed the physical. Does this open the door for Adams to stick on the roster? I think that really depends on what happens at other positions. It's, a, it's an interesting weekend, and you and I, Scott, were talking about this before the podcast because there's a lot of pieces to juggle. Uh, you know, one position group can't really be looked at in a vacuum because uh, if you keep Josh Adams and that's your fourth, quarter, uh, fourth running back, what are you going to do at, at other positions uh, on offense, on defense? And there's a ripple effect. It's a domino effect, and it's a balancing act, frankly, uh, does it make sense to carry four running backs? I, I don't think so. Uh, I think part of this is also is how healthy is Michael P. Ryan. He has a low ankle sprain, so that's good news. It's not one of those high ankle situations where a guy's out four to six weeks. Uh, but at the same time, the regular season begins in uh, a little over a week. So is Michael P. Ryan going to be healthy? Is he expected to be back? Uh, will he practice this week? Uh, or is it you know, safer to assume he'll miss uh, a week or two? If that's the case, do you put him on IR, designated to return, uh, and do you keep Josh Adams? So I think in a vacuum it doesn't make sense to keep Josh Adams. You know, having Bell, Gore, and P. Ryan uh, probably is uh, you know, the wiser decision. Uh, obviously keeping Josh Adams and having him back on the practice squad would be a good move. 
Uh, they signed Pete Guerrero and then cut Pete Guerrero. And, you know, maybe they'll bring back Pete Guerrero uh, for the practice squad. But I, I just think in a vacuum, it does not make sense to keep Josh Adams. That's not to say they won't, because I don't know exactly where they think uh, P. Ryan is with his ankle injury, what his timeline is. And I also don't know exactly what they feel about uh, you know, all the other positions and whether they can afford to keep four running backs, you know. I don't think that they can afford to keep running back four running backs. And uh, I do think that Josh Adams is a good player and a guy that's probably worth having on your roster. But, you know, just given that Bell, Gore, and P. Ryan aren't going anywhere, I'm not sure it makes sense to keep a fourth guy. But regardless of who gets kept, we know that there has to be different usage this year than last year. As I mentioned before, Le'Veon Bell's got to be used right. more at wide receiver. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think a lot of Jet fans and a lot of people in the Jet organization <laughs> would agree with you as well. Uh, so I do think there's going to be a, a fair amount of times where both Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell are going to be on the field together. You know, Bell might be split out wide. Bell might be you know, in a spot as a receiver. Uh, both of those guys could be in the backfield together as well. And then you could uh, you know, run screens with Le'Veon Bell. But you, you do have to utilize his skill set. And if you're bent on getting Frank Gore involved, as Adam Gase is, then why not use Bell in other ways? Uh, you know, you'd also, also you know, lessen the wear and tear if you're using Bell more as a pass catcher. I'm not saying convert him to a wide receiver fully, obviously, but uh, you know, anyone who's watched Le'Veon Bell play in his career knows how valuable he, he can be uh, as a pass catcher. Uh, you know, I always point back to that last game that he played in Pittsburgh, a playoff loss to Jacksonville in which he had nine catches for 88 yards and a touchdown to go along with a, a lot of rushing yards as well. I think he had over 150 total yards in that game. Uh, you can use him strategically. if You know, you can use Frank Gore in, to get his 125, 150 carries this season if you want, if he's got the legs to do it. And at the same time, you can get Le'Veon Bell you know, 15 or so touches, maybe 20 touches, I think, you know, 20 makes more sense, but uh, you know, if they're going to use Le'Veon Bell more as a pass catcher, maybe you give him a dozen, uh, you know, a dozen carries, 15 carries, and then you know, five or six uh, catching opportunities per game uh, in a smart way. So, you know, Adam Gay says that he has seen the light, uh, not in so many words, but he has said that uh, you know, getting Le'Veon Bell in space to create mismatches. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think anybody would have told you uh, this a year ago. Uh, anyone who understands football would have told you this a year ago. But but look, better late than never. If if Bell is being used as a wide receiver out of necessity because of these injuries that the Jets have had at that position, uh, then so be it. Uh, you know, maybe Adam Gase had it to be pushed and prodded to use Bell this way, and that's not ideal. But the bottom line is that if he is going to be used that way, then it really doesn't matter how the Jets got to that point. Sure, we, you know, we can go back in time and say they made mistakes last year, and I've said that plenty, but the season is about to start now. And he, even if Adam Gase did not initially intend to use Bell in this fashion, and even if these injuries necessitated this change, the, that's a good thing for the Jets because ultimately you're going to get the player in positions where he can help you. And that's what this is all about, right? And Le'Veon Bell's got an incredible skill set. And regardless of how he, why he's being used as a receiver, the fact that he will be used as a receiver is most important. And I want to see if it happens because we have heard Adam Gase say similar things about many different players in the summertime and in the springtime. And it sounds all well and good. And people get excited. Fans get you know, amped up about uh, you know, how good all this sounds. 
like last year, for example, when you saw Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell used in tandem in the summer and the spring, I frankly got excited watching those, you know, those guys work together. And then the regular season rolls around, and then and then uh, Ty Montgomery, you know, goes into hibernation, and there's no rhyme or reason. Adam Gase does not give you any kind of valid explanation. So, you know, for the Jets' sake, I think for the Jets' fans' sake. Hopefully what he is saying right now actually comes to fruition when the season starts. And at wide receiver, as you said, the Jets are very thin, so it makes a lot of sense to use Le'Veon Bell in that capacity, not only because it exploits mismatches, but because they are extremely thin at the position. You've got Prashad Perriman still not back. Jamison Crowder was a little bit banged up, but he should be fine. Chris Hogan's been banged up most of his career, and he came out of practice the other day. Looks like he's okay now, though. Braxton Berrios banged up at points. Jeff Smith is hurt, so he's out for the time being. Vincent Smith is out. They brought in Dante Moncrief. Josh Malone is here. We've heard nice things about him and Jehu Chesson. Lawrence Cager's back, and there's talk that he has a chance to make the roster. George Campbell flashed one day in practice, but he's probably not going to make it, and they brought in DJ Moncrief. Montgomery as a camp body then of course we've got Denzel Mims who is just working his way back but missed the bulk of practice so this intersects two different storylines here Manish because it's been a huge disaster at wide receiver and I'm curious to see who they end up keeping from this list does Cager make it does Chesson make it does Josh Malone make it and then furthermore Denzel Mims being out highlights the fact that it's been very unlucky for the Jets with this draft class in terms of injuries because you've had Mims miss time with injuries Bryce Hall's been out because of the COVID situation Jabari Zanik has been out with the injury. Cam Clark has missed significant time here in camp because of injuries. So this has not gone exactly according to plan. No, it hasn't, and it's an unusual offseason for everybody. So you don't want to make excuses. But uh, you know, some of these younger guys getting hurt, not really getting an opportunity to show what they can do, puts them behind. Uh, you know, to start the season, puts the Jets in a precarious position as well. Uh, and the wide receiver situation is not good. If you're just being objective and fair about it, I know people want to be really optimistic uh, at this point in the season, uh, or before the season begins, I should say. But uh, Jamison Crowder is really your only healthy guy uh, that you can count on at the receiver position. Brashard Perryman's injury, his knee swelling up uh, you know, every other day or every so often, is a real concern. This is a player who had knee injuries. It's a player who, frankly, missed an entire season because of a knee injury. So... Now, I'm not saying you know, that it's over for Burchard Perryman. That's completely unfair. They haven't played a game yet. And he did uh, you know, look fairly well early in training camp. But the knee issue is significant, and it is important. And if he is not uh, close to the player that we saw in December in Tampa last year, the Jets have a very big problem. Because at that point, you're talking about uh, a rookie who hasn't had very much opportunity at all this summer uh, as your primary outside threat. This offense seems to be tailored toward being between the hashes. You know, Jameson Crowder, you know, you mentioned him being a little nicked up. That's not really an issue. He'll be fine. Uh, Chris Herndon, you know, he got nicked up the other day. He had some irritation in his lungs, but I think that's not a long-term issue. Uh, but he's also another guy who works, you know, in the middle of the field. Uh, and then you got Le'Veon Bell as a guy, I guess you could split out wide from time to time, but uh, are the Jets really going to rely on Braxton Berrios, uh, you know, Vincent Smith obviously is hurt. Uh, Jeff Smith is hurt. Uh, are you going to rely on Chris Hogan, a 33-year-old Chris Hogan, to be uh, one of your main outside targets? 
this is a severe question entering the season. I'm not saying it's a question that can't get better if Perryman you know, gets fully healthy and stays fully healthy, but he's not healthy now. And you have to live in, in, in this present right now when you're talking about injuries and health. Denzel Mims is, you know, he missed the entirety of training camp, is now only coming back and doing individual drills. He probably won't even be involved in you know, these team drills uh, until prep time for the Bills. And you know, anyone who knows anything about the, the NFL knows that the practice week leading up to a, a game is tailored toward your plan for that opponent. It doesn't. It's not about shuffling a million guys in uh, and getting first team reps. Uh, you, you know, so I, I don't know what Denzel Mims' readiness is going to be for Week One. Now he's going to play, and perhaps he can do a couple of things, but it's not an ideal situation. And and all this ultimately comes back to Sam Darnold. How's how Sam Darnold going to be able to work with you know these sort of surrounding pieces, these guys who are injured? Uh, it's it's not ideal. You know, I don't think it's anybody's fault. You know, guys get hurt. Uh, guys weren't probably doing, not every guy, I should say, was probably doing everything he should have been doing this offseason because there were no OTAs. Uh, guys' bodies respond in different ways. Uh, it's unfortunate. It puts a lot of stress on the offensive line. It puts a lot of stress, uh, more importantly, on Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, a lot of stress on Adam Gase, frankly, as the play caller, you know, dealing with these, these, these situations. So, I will be very curious to see how this offense looks against a formidable Bills defense in week one. Let's finish out the offense here, tight end and offensive line. Herndon, Griffin should definitely make the team, obviously. Now, are the Jets going to carry four tight ends is the question. Ross Travis and Bronson Kafusi will both be out of here. But what happens with Trevon Wesco and Daniel Brown? And then on the offensive line, Becton, Lewis, McGovern, Van Roten, Fant, those are your starters. And then from there, you had the surprising release of Jonathan Harrison. So I'm curious to see if they try to add somebody now once guys start getting cut from other teams. But with Harrison gone, that means that Josh Andrews is almost certainly going to stick around. Cam Clark, Chuma Adoga. Beyond that, Brad Lundblade, who sounds like an extra in an action movie. I don't know who that guy is. I can't imagine him being here. I don't know about Connor McDermott, James Murray, or Jared Hilbers, who's a guy who is a reasonably highly touted undrafted rookie that I haven't heard much about in training camp. And when it comes to undrafted rookies, if you don't hear anything, that's usually not a good sign. So what's going to happen here at tight end and offensive line, Manish? Tight end's interesting because it is a deep group. Gase has actually talked about the depth at that position. Obviously, Herndon is going to make the team. Griffin, uh, Wesco has done some good things. He was a draft pick. I know it wasn't a Joe Douglas draft pick, but he he was a, a fifth round draft pick a couple years ago. Uh, Daniel Brown, to me, yeah, he you know he's done some good things. Would I keep four tight ends? I probably would keep four tight ends. I I like the group as, as a whole, uh, but you do have to balance that with uh, do you want to keep an extra offensive lineman instead of a tight end? And so when you're talking about digging deep, you know, would you keep a ninth offensive lineman or tenth offensive lineman as opposed to a fourth? tight end uh you know honestly i don't think it's going to make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things but you know the front office gets paid to kind of you know turn over every rock and, and and look at every possible way of getting the team better i understand what their job is i just don't think it's going to be uh you know going to make a market difference in any way uh the offensive line you know, you, you talked about the starters. They're not going anywhere. Now, McDermott is an interesting guy because I know that the Jets like McDermott. I know that Joe Douglas likes McDermott. He's a guy who actually started toward the end of last year because of some injuries. Uh, 
I think he's a good player when he's healthy. I, you know, I think he's a guy who's worth keeping. Uh, you know, perhaps the the Jets disagree, but to me, he's a he's a he's a good player. You know, Cam Clark was the guy who I had had really high expectations of, even though he was a mid round pick. Uh, unfortunately for him, the shoulder injury kind of sidelined him. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be on the team. But I actually thought that he could, you know, perhaps be a valuable reserve player. Um, He's going to make the team, but I'm not sure exactly what you can expect out of him this year. But uh, there's no easy answer, Scott. You know, you're asking me uh, who's going to stick around at tight end. Are they going to keep four? Have an offensive line? Everything is a balance, and I, I think that when the Jets have their discussions this weekend, they've already started them. But you know, when they really dig deep into them over the next you know 24 hours or so, you get a lot of debate and you get a lot of you get dissension, frankly, because you know some players. Uh, will be held in higher esteem from coaches and uh, front office people have some, you know, more invested in particular guys. And then, you know, as the general manager who has contractual control of the 53 man roster, you have to kind of look at what makes the most sense for the long term, uh, more so than, you know, the 2019 when you're talking about the ninth offensive lineman or the fourth tight end, uh, you know, so I, you know, I've been in, I've had discussions over the last decade or so with, people you know making those decisions involved in those discussions and 24 hours before a player gets cut i get assurance that hey you don't have to worry we, we really like this guy i think he's sticking around and then he gets cut because the, the debate you know the debate begins and people start realizing you know what i think you know maybe we should keep this you know ninth offensive lineman because he could help us next year whereas this tight end is a veteran you know, he's a one and done deal. He's you know, already buried in the depth chart, so let's cut him. Even though, on paper, the tight end is a you know a better fit for uh, for the team at the moment. So it's it is an interesting interesting debate because I know that opinions change quickly in that room, and uh, you know ultimately, uh, as I said, look as a you know as a reporter and from a fan's perspective, uh, the guys that they're debating typically don't have any kind of real impact on the team. Let's talk front seven on the defensive side of the ball, Manish. Quinton Williams, Henry Anderson, Foley Fadakasi, Steve McClendon, Kyle Phillips, Nathan Shepard, Jabari Zuniga should all stick. Terrell Basham, Blake Cashman, Neville Hewitt, Jordan Jenkins, Harvey Lange, Frankie Louvu, Peanut, because I can't say his name, and until I hear it on television, I don't want to mess it up, so I'm just calling him Peanut. And Avery Williamson, I think there's a chance that all of those guys could stick. Maybe a surprise with Lange or Luvu, but I think there's a pretty solid possibility those guys all stay. Of course, we all already saw the surprising release of James Burgess. Not that it's a big deal because Burgess isn't some great player, but he did start 10 games last year. Figure if nothing else, he was good depth. It's not like he was making a lot of money. So I didn't expect to see him get released, but I don't think anybody's going to shed any tears over it. Now here's the question. What happens with John Franklin Myers? Because this is somebody that the Jets apparently liked when they took him off waivers last year, and he's looked pretty good in camp by all accounts. Does he stick around? Bryce Huff, who a lot of people had high hopes for as an undrafted rookie, I haven't heard anything to make me think that he's going to stick around, so he's probably gone. And Jordan Willis, another guy who probably is not going to be here. But Bryce Huff is a guy that if he can make it to the practice squad, would be the perfect candidate for something like that. They, I think they gave him the most money of the undrafted free agents. If not, then one of the top two. So they, they believe in the kid, and he's a guy who I think they would like to bring back on the practice squad. Uh, 
John Franklin Myers, you're right. They, they believe in the guy last year. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be back on the practice squad. Uh, Jordan Willis, to me, is clearly better than John Franklin Myers. I think he's a player that the Jets would probably want to keep on the keep on the roster. Uh, but Peanut, and I can't pronounce his name either, uh, you know, he's out for a while. So I, I don't know if they'll, they'll waive him with an injury settlement or not. Uh, he's obviously not going to make the roster right now, but I don't know if they want to keep him. He's a guy I, I remember when he signed in the offseason, people thought, oh, this guy would be a great you know, tag team partner with C.J. Mosley. But the Ravens uh, did not want him back because he wasn't effective, and now he's hurt. So uh wouldn't surprise me if they, they waived him with some kind of injury designation or an injury settlement. And then we look at the rest of the defense, namely the secondary. You got Pierre Desir, Bless Austin, Brian Poole, Arthur Millette, Quincy Wilson, Nate Harrison, Javelin Guidry, Lamar Jackson, not the Lamar Jackson for Baltimore, obviously, Zane Lewis and Shaheem <laughs> Carter. Then you got Marcus May, Bradley McDougal, Ashton Davis, Bennett Jackson, and Matthias Fairley. So at corner, Desir is clearly going to be here. It looks like him and Austin will be your number one and your number two. Brian Poole will be your slot guy from there. Arthur Millette is a pretty safe bet. The Jets just traded a draft pick for Quincy Wilson, so you have to figure he sticks. The last spot is interesting. Is it Nate Hairston or Javelin Guidry? Because it could be either of the two. I've heard Guidry's look good in camp. But Hairston has also looked pretty good, and the Jets brought him in last year. They didn't technically give up a draft pick because it was a pick they ended up getting back because the conditions weren't met, but he's somebody that could stick. So it looks like those two could be battling for a roster spot. I don't think Lamar Jackson, Zane Lewis, or Shaheem Carter have any chance, although maybe one of them gets onto the practice squad. And then after that, you've got Marcus May, Bradley McDougal, and Ashton Davis. All three of those guys are clearly going to stick. But the question becomes, what do they do about the depth behind those guys? Do Bennett Jackson and Matthias Fairley have a chance to stick simply because the Jets don't really have anybody else behind those three guys? I would keep a fourth safety uh, if you're talking about uh, choosing between Matthias Fairley and Bennett Jackson. Uh, I think Fairley would be the choice there. There's a lot of hope that Ashton Davis can do a lot of good things. I think he can, but he's still a rookie. And, uh, you know, going with three safeties, one of them being a rookie, uh, I, I think you want to back him up with a, another veteran guy. So I would go with Matthias fairly there and, uh, and kind of see how the, the other positions shake out in terms of what you might have to cut. The legendary Thomas Hennessy will be the long snapper, obviously. Braden Mann will be the punter. That's your boy right there, Manish. And then a kicker as of right now, it's Sam Ficken. But you have to figure that there's a chance that once all the dust settles, that perhaps the Jets make some sort of upgraded kicker, at least attempt to, because Sam Ficken was one of the worst kickers in the league last year. And most games that the Jets win this year, you have to figure, are going to be by tight margins because they're not really built to blow anybody out. So they're going to need somebody that can be reliable in situations like that and put points on the board and Sam Ficken's not that guy. I completely agree with you. Now, they got rid of Brett Maher, and he wasn't particularly good in Dallas, and that's why Dallas got rid of him, and he wasn't particularly good uh, at times you know, in camp. So that's why he, he's gone. But you know, there, there are a lot of quality kickers out there, and maybe it's just me falling in love with names or being familiar with certain names. But if you just look in the, in the past few days alone, uh, the Buccaneers signed Ryan Suckup to compete down there. Uh, the Titans signed Steven Guskowski. Obviously, there's a Patriot connection there, but uh, he was available for a long time. Uh, I, I think uh, you and I talked about Steven Hauschka, who got cut by the Bills recently. I believe he is still out there. 
Uh, yeah, this is such a interesting position group. You know, it's a position group that people don't like to talk about because it's the kicker, but they got burned last year and they got burned early last year. I, I just don't know why you wouldn't bring in another guy to compete, even though it's only a week. They've got a week before the season starts. To me, that's, you know, three practices, four practices. That's then why not bring in another guy to, to compete with Ficken, to push Ficken, if nothing else, to put a little bit of heat on him in practice. So there isn't a sense of like complacency there. Uh, to me, kickers, they're, they're interchangeable. It, it sounds callous, but if a guy does not has not proven that he's lights out, then bring in another guy to compete with him. And if it means a revolving door, uh, I'm not saying every week, but if it means you know making a change you know once or twice or maybe you know the worst case scenario three times during the season, then so be it. But I just don't understand this idea of you know cutting the competition uh, what two weeks before the season and not bringing in somebody else for Sam Ficken. And with all due respect to Sam Ficken, uh, I think, you know, I think the Jets should bring in another guy to compete with him, to push him, if nothing else. Because uh, if you believe he's the guy, then keep him on edge still. You know, the, you, you have him compete against somebody in practice because practices are so much different than for kickers than they are for other position players. Uh, I, I don't, I don't agree with the notion of not having someone else in camp right now. And I think there's enough quality other options out there that you can bring somebody else in there uh, even if it means for a week, uh, even if it's an unproven guy, just somebody else uh, to compete with uh, the guy that you hope will be the week one kicker. One thing that we did forget when we talked about the corners is that Bryce Hall right now is on the inactive list, but eventually he's going to come off that list at which point whoever makes it between Gidry or Hairston, if our assumption is correct and only one of them make it, could have their roster spot in jeopardy because Bryce Hall clearly going to join this roster at some point. So that's something worth keeping an eye on as we go forward into the season. Manish Mehta covering the Jets for the New York Daily News. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Make sure you follow Manish and read him in the Daily News. If you haven't had a chance to give us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.